0: Thank you for tuning in. My name is Frankie Mazapika. The title of the message is Wrecking Ball. Now, technically, it's Wrecking Ball Part 2 because I talked about this last week a little bit. But I want to dive into it a little bit further. Um, basically, what I... Is that loud enough? Uh, now you know it's a real wrecking ball. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that there is a wrecking ball swinging from one side of the earth to the other. And you know when the wrecking ball comes to your city or to your neighborhood, even to your house, because when it swings, it brings disease, deception, offense, and hate. It comes swinging through, and when it does, you can tell because it leaves those three things in its wake. And for a minute, I just want to spend some time on offense, because never before in my lifetime, and some of you are significantly older than me. I have less hair than you, but you're still older, which is not fair, but nevertheless, you're older than I am. And you can test that people are so sensitive right now, they can get offended over anything you say. They can get, even get offended over things that you don't say because you didn't say it. So they can get offended because you didn't say, you didn't say what they wanted you to say, and then they can get offended because they didn't... you. You want, they wanted you to say, ex- you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's swinging. In Matthew chapter 24, it says this. Many will be offended. They will betray one another and hate one another. This is one of the many signs that the Lord is about to return. If nobody has told you this because you haven't been in church in a long time or whatever, know this, that the Lord is going to return very, very soon. And just so there's no one in the room that says, I've been hearing that for years and years, I understand. But when you look at the chapters in the Bible that talk about the return of the Lord... It's all throughout Scripture, but specifically, Daniel chapter 11, Ezekiel 38 39. I know I'm just rambling this off. You can look in your app for the notes, and I think I, I put it in there, or you can just watch it on YouTube later. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke chapter 21, the entire book of Revelation. If you look at those chapters and you look at them like a checklist, you will make a good point if you say these things have always been happening. But I, my point is also a good point, that you can't say that all of them have been happening at the same time like it is right now. Sure, there's always been wars and rumors of wars. But at the same time, is pestilence going throughout the earth? Everybody, regardless of what nation you're in, what country you're in, what language, you understand what the word COVID means. Never before are we seeing Russia and China coming down to lock arms with the Taliban that have already said we want to sweep Israel off the face of the earth. These things are happening with great intensity. The offense, just as an example, my wife is Canadian and so I've been to Canada more than a few times. And uh, if you've never been to Canada, it's a lot like your attic. (laughs) It's mostly empty, but there's some cool things here and there. (laughs) uh being married to a canadian she really loves my jokes but uh don't get offended (laughs) typically when i go to canada at least at least one person will say to me so how do you like living in the united states they don't care what I'm going to say. They, have, they do not care about my answer. They, they don't care. That's an introductory question. They're waiting to tell me what they think about the United States. Uh, my wife and I have been married for 20 years. 20 years. Over the last 20 years, we've had Democratic presidents. We've had Republican presidents. Over the last 20 years, it doesn't matter who our president is. Every single time I go to Canada, so what do you think about your president? <laughs> when Barack Obama was the president, they say, well, so what do you think about the president? When Trump was the president, what do you think about the president? They, they always ask me, and the truth is, they don't care what I think. <laughs> they want to tell me how s- silly <laughs> and how much they disagree with the president of our country. And typically they want to tell me all the things that Americans should do better. Every time I get in these conversations, I feel that wrecking ball hitting me in the back of the head. (laughs) Bang! Because now you're talking about the country that I love. And I'm the first to tell you that we're not perfect. But let us point our own perfections out. And so I'm getting all wound up because I want to let them know how wrong they are. And I always want to say something along the lines of, have you ever been in the United States? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we visited the Grand Canyon one time. Okay, great, great. I said, how long were you there? We, we took an RV and we were there for seven days. Okay, so you know everything about America then, my bad. I, I can feel myself getting sucked into an argument. What's happening? A wrecking ball is hitting me in the head. To get offended over these things. Have you noticed that friends are no longer friends over an offense? Families are, getting, are not talking to each other over offenses. Now, I'm going to come step right into your house just for a second, and it's going to get real awkward in here, but don't worry, it's only going to last about 20 seconds. Look at the person next to you and say, get ready. Say, it's about to get awkward. Here's the wrecking ball that we are feeling every single day. Everyone should wear a mask. You should be able to choose whether or not you wear a mask. Everyone should get vaccinated. I told you it was gonna get awkward. You should be able to choose if you get vaccinated. There is a social responsibility that we must have. Everyone should take a personal responsibility. It doesn't stop. It does not stop. It comes swinging around. Do you know I have family members that I love dearly that they say, I will never, ever, ever get a vaccine. I've got another family member who just got one a few weeks ago. We live in a day and age where if somebody doesn't believe exactly like us, then we don't like them anymore. Exactly like us. This is a truth that we have to accept. Though you may be offended. That doesn't make you right. And this is. This is something that. Just came to me this week. It takes more leadership. More emotional intelligence. To. To avoid an argument than it does to engage in an argument. My seven-year-old can engage in an argument. is And she does. <laughs> but it takes someone with an emotional IQ to say, I'm not going to get sucked into this. There's so many People fighting over politics, the left against the right, the right against the left, the liberals. I'm going to really make some of you super mad. And just trust me, I'm only going to say this once, and then we can get out of the awkward zone. (laughs) Do you know on Capitol Hill that the Democrats and the Republicans, when those cameras are on, they are yelling at each other. And then when the cameras go off, they go out to lunch with each other. Because it's a job to them. They're doing their job. It doesn't, some of them are infected by it. But for the most part, they go out to Subway together. And then they go back and they get in, you know, they start yelling again. But they're actually friends, many of them. They just stand for different things. Whereas the country, they almost kill each other. Because they believe in something different. Why is that? It's a wrecking ball. It's a wrecking ball. Don't let it hit you. You know it's hitting you when you feel your blood pressure shooting through the roof. When you say, I hate them. No, do you really? Do you have to? Is it necessary or is it a wrecking ball? And the level of hate, depending on what side of the world you're in or what neighborhood you're in, we're all seeing what's happening in the Middle East. It's hate. Hate in families. Family members don't talk to each other anymore over political issues, they don't talk to each other anymore. Because one believes in a vaccine and the other doesn't. They don't talk to each other. Really? We're letting the wrecking ball ruin our families? It's a spirit. It's not an opinion. It's a spirit. That's why the Lord prophesied that many will betray one another. They will hate one another. And just two verses later, it says this. That sin will be rampant everywhere. Everywhere. And the love of many will grow cold. Love for each other. Love towards God. It will grow cold. We have to be aware of what's happening. This is a very real thing. And then also I just want to take a a quick moment to talk about deception. When deception comes running through, people begin to wax cold towards the things of God. And they come up with their own right. This is a huge problem. 60% of young people, 40 years old and younger, who are Christians, believe that there are more ways to get to heaven outside of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't want to bang or make you feel bad about that because you're probably in this room right now. But just know this. You either have a personal worldview or you have a biblical worldview. A personal worldview sounds like this. Well, I just believe. A personal worldview always starts off with those words. I just believe. If you have a biblical worldview, it always starts off with these words the Bible says. And so if you are building your theology on what you believe, just know that that is your worldview. It's not a biblical worldview. You are saying to yourself and to others, I don't care what the Bible says. This is what I believe. I don't care what the Bible says. This is what I believe. And then, for those who believe in the Bible, this is what they're saying. I can't answer every question in the world, but this is what the Bible says. I can't answer this, and I can't. God is too big. His ways are beyond my ways. I cannot explain everything, but I can tell you this this is what the Bible says. And I choose to believe what's in the Bible. But there's deception that's swinging throughout the earth. People will call the church before they come to visit. And they want to know if we believe this, this, and this, because if we don't believe this, this, and this, then they don't come. But they cannot support this, this, and this from a scriptural standpoint. It's just what they believe. This, my friends, is deception that's going throughout the earth. Cadence, it's so good to see you. It's going throughout the earth. Um, I just talked about Cadence in the backer's room. It's nice to see you, Chris. Um, it's My son played basketball against them, and I saw him playing. All of a sudden, I felt myself love him. I invited their family to come to church, and they're here this morning. But, yeah, give them a round of applause. But you know why I'm so passionate about them being here? Is I know that if they do not have a church home. That the wrecking ball will come through. And they will be deceived. And not know the truth about Jesus Christ. And maybe they already know the truth. I don't know what their full background is. But they didn't have a church home. To encourage them. With a wrecking ball swinging around. There has to be a voice, there has to be a pastor in your life that says, this is what the Bible says. And if I ever come up here and I don't quote scripture like crazy, get out of here. Let me support another one. Let me move on. I was going to swing this thing around like this. (laughs) But I had this nightmare that it'd slip out of my hand. And and you would be definitely offended over that. There's a huge part of me that's very concerned about the wrecking ball. Because there are believers everywhere. Uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, it says, The time is coming where people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome doctrine instead they'll follow their own desires and look for teachers who will tell them what their itching ears want to hear in second timothy a little bit earlier in the same book chapter 3 verse 5 it says many will have a form of godliness but they will forsake the power that could truly make them godly. Watch this. Have nothing to do with those people. See, the power of God can take someone who is living like the devil and have them living for God, worshiping God. How many of you in this room can look at your past and say, I can tell you right now that God can do that because he did it with me. But what makes me excited in the midst of this wrecking ball swinging, what makes me so excited is that God is not a passive God. He doesn't look down and see a wrecking ball and go, oh boy, I didn't see that coming. Because it is the enemy swinging it around. It's 100%. The Bible says in John chapter 8 verse 44, it says, when he lies, not if, when he lies, speaking of Satan, he is speaking his native tongue. He is the father of lies. And so as he's swinging around, deceiving as many people as he can, the Lord is not passively going, "Uh uh-oh, I don't know what to do. I didn't see this coming. Oh, geez, what are we going to do? He's not at all in a panic. He's actually very excited because the Bible says in Romans chapter 11, verse 5, it says, at this present time, right now, in every generation, this has always happened, that there is a remnant called by grace, a group of people, a fraction of the whole, Called by grace. And the next verse says. And it's not because of their works. Because if it were their works. Their actions. Then grace would not be grace. So he has called his people. He has called you. You. He has called you to be his remnant. To do what? It's much cooler than what you think. It's not just to tell people about the Lord, although that is the most important thing you can do. But in addition to that, all the things that Jesus did when he was here on the earth is how he wants to partner with you. You you don't even know me. I don't need to know you because the Bible says that anyone, John chapter 12, 14, verse 12, anyone who believes in him will do the things that I have done. When you read about blind eyes, when you read about people being healed, those are the things that he did. I remember the first time I experienced a healing That was undeniable. I remember the first time. We were in the Woodlands High School. We didn't have a building yet. I think we were, I don't know, seven years old. I don't know how old. Seven or eight years old. And we were doing a baby dedication. And so we prayed for the baby. We dedicated the baby to the Lord. And then the mother said, Will you pray for my baby? She has a broken collarbone. And so I said, absolutely. And I said, in fact, the whole church will pray. I said, everybody put your hand forward and we're gonna pray for this baby. So everybody in the church just put their hand forward, bowed their head, closed their eyes. I laid my fingers on the baby's collarbone. I said, in Jesus' name, bone go back where you're supposed to be. Immediately, first time in my life that this had ever happened, I felt the bone move underneath my fingers. My eyes just popped open. Have you ever been shocked that God answered your prayer? Right? It's like, whoa, he really did it. I was shocked. My eyes popped open and I didn't say a word because I was shocked. I didn't say anything. I just looked at everybody and was like, okay, well, amen. No idea what to say or do. The message I preached that day, I don't know what I preached, and I can promise you nobody remembers it. It was short, and it was scattered, unlike today, but it was scattered. I was chasing rabbits everywhere. I couldn't wait to get off the stage to go talk to the mom. So I go up to the mom, and the baby was only like three weeks old, so I couldn't ask the baby, did you? Right? (laughs) So I asked the mom, I said, when's your next checkup? She goes, tomorrow morning. I said, will you please call me as soon as you leave the doctor's office? I'd like to know what the doctor says. She did not call me when she left the hospital. She called me in the hospital. And she said, you're not going to believe this. I said, I think I might. She goes, the, 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 collar, the collarbone is perfect as if it was never broke. Almost 10 years go by, nothing like that happen again. 10 years. And I'm like, what in the world? I'm praying for people like crazy. What in the world? And then all of a sudden, it goes from head knowledge to a revelation. The only way I can liken it is multiplication I would stare at multiplication in elementary school and I could not get it. And then one day I got it. It just clicked. In John 14, 12, it says, everyone who believes in me will do the things I have done. In Mark 16, 17, it says, these signs shall follow. And then all of a sudden I said to myself, wait a minute. This is supposed to be happening all the time. I'm going to expect it to happen all the time. And from that day forward, all of a sudden things started changing. I can remember standing right there and uh, a lady named Emily. She came down. I said, I feel like the Lord wants to heal somebody with scoliosis. And if nobody raises their hand, then I was talking to myself and I'm sorry. But is there anyone here? She comes down. Right there, I felt her backbone moving under my fingers. But this time, I wasn't like, "wow." I was like, this is awesome. But I was expecting this. Another time, uh, I was praying for someone. I'll never forget her name, and you will never forget her name. Her name was Feather. Not Heather, Feather. (laughs) Raise your hand if you already know you're never going to forget that name. That was I'm never going to forget that. Right there. She had scoliosis. This was a different day. Uh, All these are within the last few months or within the last year. I was praying for her right there. Her backbone didn't just shift and move, but it just kept on. It just kept on moving. And I was so shocked. I started calling people over. Hey, you got to feel this. Shocked. Not shocked like I couldn't believe it was happening. Just Excited. And I saw a family in the back wall. They wanted to talk to me before they committed to the church. They didn't know if they liked me. They didn't know, blah, 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 blah. I was like, You are not going to care about any of those questions. Just come over here and feel this. They come on, Oh my goodness, this is our new church home. I was like, <laughs> Another time I was standing right here and uh, my friend Todd. Was So there was a line of people I was going to pray for. There was like five of them, shoulder to shoulder. And uh, I was praying for this lady that had scoliosis. And it started moving. And I said, hey, Todd, I'm going to pray for you in a minute. But before I do, you got to feel this. And he goes, feel what? He goes, oh, my goodness, Jesus. (laughs) Some of you in the room are like, I don't know if I believe this. I'm going to show you a video of someone that got healed recently. And the people around you that have been going to this church for quite some time, they can tell you. We've been playing these testimonies for 3 years. If you're skeptical, that means you're a human being. So no worries. Just say in your heart, "Oh, I hope I hope it's real." Or I would like it to be real. The Lord will give you a particular moment where it just clicks and you go, I believe. But just be patient. For some people, they're in on hello. For other people, it takes them a few months. But that moment will come. Take a look at this.
1: My name is Avery Stevens, and I've been going to Celebration Church for several years now, and so I've seen a lot of miracles in other people's lives, but none in mine. A couple Sundays ago, Pastor Frankie had a word of knowledge for pain in the right knee, and he said what was specific about this pain is that it clicks in and out of socket whenever you had stood up, and I had been dealing with that kind of pain for about two years at that point, and I have prayed over it, and nothing had happened. So I went up to the front, And I had a prayer partner pray over me, Miss Mercy. She prayed over me. And then Pastor Frankie prayed over me himself. And he said, only half of people that I pray for actually feel something happening when I pray for them. But tell me if you do. And I felt absolutely nothing at all. Really inspiring confidence in me right then. Um, And so he prayed over me. And right after I had to go work in children's ministry in the nursery, And I was up and down with the kids a bunch, picking them up, carrying them around, picking up trash and all that kind of stuff. And there was no pain, no popping, nothing. God had healed me.
0: I love that testimony because she is right. A lot of times people can feel the presence of God moving on them. While we are praying for them, the reason why I'm saying we is most of the miracles and the healings that happen here, they come from our prayer partners and I find out about them later. But it's been our experience when someone's getting healed, they can feel like the virtue of God. It's it's hard to explain, but you know it when you feel it. It's like trying to describe fireworks to somebody who's never seen fire hard some of you are trying to do that in your head right now (laughs) I'm trying to do it in my head right now (laughs) but other people when we pray for them they feel nothing but all of a sudden they realize oh my goodness I believe the Lord is gonna heal people this morning in a miraculous way. In a miraculous way. Will everyone please stand your feet for me, please. I'd like our prayer partners to come down throughout the room. If you're new here, just know this. There's one thing that I beg from the Lord every single week. I, I woke up at 5 this morning, actually 4.45. Started begging him very early on. God, do not, do not, do not make me go in there. If you are not going to move in a miraculous way, do not make me go in there. I do not want to go in there. I've been preaching since I'm since I was 19. I'm 43 now. I don't want to ever preach a sermon again. Ever again. Without giving God an opportunity to move in an undeniable undeniable miraculous way. I'd rather sell snow cones on the beach. I'm done with church as usual. Done with it. If you're done with it, welcome. If you feel comfortable with it, I'm going to try to hear from the Lord because sometimes He wants me to pray for certain people. Is there someone in this section that has ulcers? If you're new, you're like, oh, geez, I just got freaked out. That's me. Just The only thing I want you to do is just come out of your seat. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'll just ask you to stand right here, and I'll just pray for you real quick. And I'll take my microphone off. It'll be after the service. But is there someone here that has ulcers in this section right here? interesting because the longer I wait the more confident I get and maybe you haven't got it checked out from a doctor so you don't know if it's ulcers but your heart is racing right now because there's something going on in your stomach that's causing you a lot of pain and you're not sure if it's ulcers but I believe the Lord will take it away if you let me pray for you I don't want to make the room get awkward, but if I'm right, you will get healed. If I'm wrong, that means I'm talking to myself. Now, every once in a while, somebody will come up to me in the lobby and they'll say, I didn't want to come down because I was too embarrassed. And they will say, will you pray for me anyway? And I say, yes, but I won't mean it while I'm praying. (laughs) But you will not get embarrassed. All I'm going to do is pray for you right here. Would you raise your hands in this room? Spirit of the Lord, we love you, Jesus. Yeah, I just got to follow my heart here, but I'm just drawn to this section and maybe it's it, maybe it's this whole side of the room over here, but I'm just drawn. I mean, there's a difference between six feet, between one section and the other. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, this is very important, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 9, it says that we know in part and we prophesy in part. That means... Sometimes, when you hear from God, a lot of times you only hear part of it. And so I say that to say, if I'm partially wrong, but your heart is racing and you're thinking, I think you're talking about me, then come down here. Because every word I say may not be exactly right. Is it you? What is it? in your stomach and you're not sure if it's ulcers or not okay all right keep your hands raised you know when you say exactly what a person is feeling what they're fight- struggling with the probability of them getting healed is like hundred percent is it the same thing for you is there anyone else Now I don't care what section you're in. You? What section were you in? Over there? Yeah. See, I was drawn to this section right here and I'm still drawn to it. But I'm human and I'm not, just know this. I've only started walking with the Lord like this over the last year. So I'm learning right before your eyes. So when you see me miss it, just know I don't think I'm Moses. I just know that I gotta, I gotta keep on trying to hear from God from you, for you because if I can hear from him, the probability of you getting healed is like 100%. And there's gonna be times where I miss it and I gotta look at everybody and go, I'm sorry, that was not God. That was me talking to me and I'm very sorry for that. But when I'm right, We have testimonies. Were you were you in this section right here? You weren't. Is it your stomach? I was waiting for you. <laughs> I was waiting for you. Thank you for coming down. You're in that section, right? Just raise your hands right where you're at, because the Lord's going to heal some of you before I pray for you, on oh, the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. I got to be careful with this one because this is this is, um, very close to a lady's heart. And I have to be very respectful. Is there someone in this section that you've lost a baby and you're trying to get pregnant? and you're afraid right now, because you might be pregnant, but you're afraid you're gonna lose it again. Is it you? Come here, sweetheart. Come here. Come here, sweetheart. just need to pray for you. I know your name, but I'm I'm, I'm spacing it. Glasses, hands on your... I just need to pray for you. I just need to pray for you. If it's okay, will you come? Yeah, you. You just put your hand up. Yeah. I'm supposed to know your name. I do know your name. I'm just drawing a blank right now. I'm sorry. I just need to pray for you. I just need to pray. Just raise your hands right where you're at. In the name of Jesus. Don't pray with me. Let me pray for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus more. In the name of Jesus. In Spanish, you would say it this way. El Espíritu Santos está en este lugar. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Come on, give them a standing ovation. Raise your hands in this room. Let me pray over you. In the name of Jesus, move in this room. Let them feel the hair on their body actually stand up as you brush past them. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. There's no official dismissal. Let me pray for you again with your hands raised. In the name of Jesus, let your spirit move in this room. Let the hair on their arms stand up, on the back of their neck stand up, on their arms. In the name of Jesus, let their emotions testify that you're in this room. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. For the non-emotional person in here, God, touch them. Let their faith shoot like a, like a, a, a thermometer. Like, a... In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, we've come here for you. I grew up on this song. It's a very simple song, but I believe it's what's happening in this room right now. There's no official dismissal. You can leave when you get ready. But please, just for a few moments, sing this song with us. If you need to give your life to the Lord, if you have a prayer request, come down here. Prayer partners are in this room. They're down here waiting for you. Many of you know this song. Go ahead and sing it.